I, I, maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 WGT's After Further Review. Back here with David the Man of God Harris. Frank Vaster's out with the flu. So we just keep wishing him well and everything like that. But we got David the Man of God Harris here on the phone lines. You know, we always get uh, David Kuyper and Frank McShay with their NFL uh, mock drafts. And this is the first one from David Kuyper, his 1.0. David, give it to us. This is only your top three, though, from your 1.0. Yeah, I figured there's there's a reason why I'm only giving the top three, and we'll see kind of with the mock draft. But yeah, this draft started the preliminary list. I'm working my way through the top ten now. But I figured just update the people now that you know the the quote unquote expert, Bill Kuyper, Top Michelle are already out on their mock draft 2.0 and 3.0 because they're paid the big bucks to do it. I figured I would update the people who are diehards on kind of how I feel. This mock, my first mock draft is looking so far. So, when did you come up? Did you come up with it last week or what? First, two weeks ago, I've been kind of debating, kind of moving around, and then kind of been as I've been thinking about team needs and looking at mm-hmm. some of the latest roster decisions because you know NFL never sleeps. Kind of looking at what positions and players have opened up, going back and forth with some teams just to kind of solidify, but for sure. My top three, I know, are going to be solid throughout this mock draft. I don't think there's going to be any changes, unless, of course, there's some trades, which I don't factor in trades because we never know what trades, when they're going to happen, with who. So. Right. That is true. But who do you have coming into the league in 2020? All right, so the first overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals, Hold your horses, kind of pump the brakes, don't be surprised. I was a Bengals taking Chase Young, the defensive end edge rusher out of Ohio State. Now, is this a reason because of the whole controversy that it's a bad organization and you don't think Joe Burrow is going to probably pull an Eli Manning or John Elway, like Eli Manning to the Chargers or John Elway to the Colts, where he says, uh-uh, I ain't playing for a bad organization? Well, I think that's part of that. I think Burrow is going to... Like, more and more we get closer to the draft day, we're going to hear more stories about Kyle Burrow being back and forth with wanting to go to the Bengals. For me, kind of looking at it, with number one overall pick, you want a can't-miss prospect that has shown consistently on the football field their ability. And for me, as you know, kind of shown last season, I, I, I've always been low on Joe Burrow. I think kind of he's a you know, one-year wonder, kind of, with a horde of talent around him, and you see all these players that are running that are going to be going pro, that are going to be day one and day two picks for sure. Your head coach is getting this big million-dollar, multi-million-dollar raise. All your offensive staff and coaches that work with you are now kind of getting other high-profile jobs. And again, this time last year, no one was talking about Joe Burrow as a quarterback, as this 
can't miss prospects. So now kind of one year, now all of a sudden it's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. We've seen number one overall fifth have this great dynamic here that comes into the league and then, you know, poop a hammer. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm looking at number one overall, can't miss prospect, and then on top of best player available, look at the division. Look at the teams that you're going to be competing with in this division. Now, Miles Garrett, outside of wanting to beat Mason Rudolph with the helmet, he's a pretty good defensive end. Browns with a chance, defense. We know the Ravens and Steelers love drafting defensive ends as rushers. Defense is what one going to be most desired, most needed, and will help you win in this division. And two, that's a good solid foundation. Mm-hmm. I think. I think with Andy Dolan, like you can get another year out of him, and there's going to be another quarterback that you can pick up. You can get a quarterback day two. You don't have to get this, you know, hometown hero, local kid, you know, three hours away in Athens. I know that's going to kind of help you get butts in the seat, but is he really going to win the game? Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't know. And then with the quarterback, you have to have weapons outside of Tyler Boyd. Can anyone outside of Cincinnati, or therefore? that's not affiliated with the Bengals Association by terms of family, can you name a Cincinnati Bengal offensive school player? Well, like, Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, like, he's running back. Like, what about Ross? Ross, Ross and he gets... Yeah. He gets injured well, I mean, a lot, you're, you're, but, I mean, when he's on the field, he is productive. He just gets hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... Like, who's he going to be throwing to? Like, you're going to get this quarterback, and then you have weapons that are, you know, it could just stay kind of on the, not, you know, not quite in the prime or kind of the passes behind him. So now it's going to be a situation ready to fail where you have this quarterback with all the pressure of being the state of Ohio kid that left Ohio to go get, win the Heisman Trophy winner, but now it's coming back to, you know, resurrect this franchise. Like, like, for me, I want a canvas prospect, and I think defense is a lot easier to get a canvas prospect, especially an edge rusher, than a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I totally I understand with the, the Chase Young pick, but <laughs> let me be quite honest with you. Everyone knows in the NFL, if you want to win, you got to have that QB. And Cincinnati fans might look at the organization as even worse if you're taking a defensive end. And Chase Young, I, you know, hey, you know, teams, you know, they do things. And, you know, sometimes a defensive end or a middle linebacker might be or will be the future of your defense. But you got to get that guy that can that can sling that thing and get you points in the in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it, it I don't know. I, I some people think that no Burrow shouldn't be there and, and, and stuff like that. I I just. I, I think I would go with the probably my pick would probably be Burrow, um, but then again though, like I said, the organization hasn't proven that they can. Well, and really, what just concerned me was the Carson uh, Palmer story. The Palmer stuff. He, you know, he really he he could sling that thing, and some people think that the organization destroyed his career. Um, and he did, but he had weapons though. I mean, you can't really say that Cincinnati destroyed his career because they put weapons with them. They gave him a pretty good coach in Marvin Lewis. Uh, and he just sunk up the joint. Well, not really sunk up, but like, didn't get him to the next level. Well, and the next, that's true. But then also Carson Palmer also had injuries, too, as well. 
but you you can't say that he didn't have any type of uh, uh weapons because he had Hujimazada and he had Ocho Cinco and what's his face was there too Henry the guy that passed away um yeah. And, and they had a pretty decent defense, Marvin Lewis, defensive-minded head coach. So it, it wasn't like straight Trashville there. Um, is Mike Brown cheap? Yeah, he is cheap. He doesn't like to spend any money. Um, I think the only problem that Cincinnati had was they. I think they, they held on to Marvin Lewis a little too long. But t- to be quite honest with you, there's a lot way worse organizations out there that is that are just poor. Oh, for sure. And I think kind of looking at, and I've had conversations kind of with Cincinnati fans, like they just want kind of a revival to the program, and then it's kind of to the organization, but then it's who do you bring in, knowing that you have so many glaring holes, and everyone's like, well, Andy Dalton's been here for a decade. He really hasn't done much. A.J. Green's probably going to be like, man, I've been here for a decade. I want to either leave or kind of revitalize something. But, yeah, there's a lot of, Last question is just with the organization. I think for me, just kind of think about even the Super Bowl teams this year. I mean, San Francisco has been building up defense the last couple of drafts, and we saw kind of the edge rushers, as much as I give flack to the Bosa's, like those were dominant edge rushers. Like if you can get to the quarterback, that's going to get you a lot of places. That's going to be a strong foundation. I think kind of Cincinnati took that approach instead of doing the Kind of the quarterback and trying to build offensively and then trying to get kind of second round and day two and on try to get those defensive pieces. I think they're going to miss out on a lot of needs. Do I think, I mean, granted, there's been, oh, shoot, the Bengals trade down and That's what I, was, I, I was going to ask you that. Should the Bengals trade down and get more picks? No, because the only other team that I would see them trading down with is, or trading down and someone going up is Miami. But Miami's not going to give up multiple first round picks. No, they so don't. The they, they, can't. Be, they can't. Because they're going for two at five. Spoiler alert. Right. I, like they, their last two years have been tanking for two. Uh, we're going to get two. Us. Uh, we're going to get two. Uh, regardless of if he's hurt or not. So it will just be a look. And, but then all the other teams. Like, do you expect LA Chargers to draft? Like, give up draft capital to go get Joe Burrow? Mm-hmm. And they have a guy that's closer to home. I don't really see that. Thinking about. The Giants at four, they don't need a quarterback. I mean, right. Detroit will get to them and in that, that situation. And the only other team in the top five is Washington. And, I mean, granted, people are not sold on Dwayne Haskins, but do you replace him and then get another quarterback from Ohio State, even though the guy that you're getting in Joe Burrow couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins in Ohio State? Like, like there's a lot of dynamics. I, I think they should keep on those pick and get – get the kind of player that they need that can transform their organization. Don't trade it away because you have more opportunities to mess up trading down and watching kind of this can't-miss prospect go. That is true. What's your number two pick? The Washington football team, because they're not going to get quarterback, (laughs) I have them taking Jeff Okuda, the defensive back cornerback from Ohio. Ohio State. They got rid so of two Justin, two Ohio Justin State Norman. two Ohio State players, one and two. Yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. It's like just considering me, I looked at that and I was like, "Man, this is going to go off really well." Mm-hmm. Just kind of with my history with Ohio State, right? But yeah, I think Washington needs help. 
They really need offensive line help, but hey, granted, Washington could draft offensive line number two overall, and we're all going to look like, really? Really, Washington? But I think because they got released Josh Norman, they have clearing needs in the cornerback position, Jeff Okuda has been a consistent top five pick that I've seen in mock drafts and just on the way they played, and it's best need, best availability. I mean, there are other needs Washington has, like linebacker, but you can get a good linebacker in day two and day three. I really don't see any kind of chance-miss prospect like in Okuda at this cornerback position. And do you go wide receiver for Washington or tight end? Not at number two, unless it's like a crazy, insane talent. I don't see any within the current draft class. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just go with the best fit. Go with the best available player. You don't really need a quarterback, so the next best need is cornerback. Jeff Okuda is going to be sitting right there. Get him in. He'll be a star corner for you for a solid eight to ten years. If he stays healthy, of course, because that's always the mm-hmm. most important thing. Right. That, that is true. Number three. I'm interested in it. So basically, you got Chase Young and what's his face from Ohio State? Two Ohio State guys. Yeah, Akuda. Akuda. Um, one and two, which, you know, that'd make Ohio State fans happy. And Ryan Day looked like a, a basically a genius in an NFL football factor. That would boost Ohio State Who ratings through the roof. Who's number three? Is it Tua? No, but right position. This is the Detroit Lions, and I'm sad that Frank is not here to join us, but he can listen to the pod. Mm-hmm. I have Detroit taking that quarterback out of LSU, Joe Burrow. That makes Number sense. Number three. I've, I've heard it's going to be a quarterback. It just depends who the Bengals select, but it's either Tua or Burrow. They'll be behind Stafford for one or two years. This is the problem, though. That I, Burrow, look, think about this. Burrow might not want to go to Cincinnati. But you might want to get the lesser of two evils. I think Detroit has been a very poorly ran organization. And I'm not just saying that because we're here closer to the Detroit market. But Matt Stafford has been a hell of a quarterback. And they've done nothing for him. I mean, they had Megatron for him. Never really had a running game for him. I, I, I just think it's just been a hodgepodge of nothingness. You know, uh, I it, it, it's hard to explain with them. I mean, and then the whole Matt Patricia hire and everything. Um, th- this is a dump. This is a straight trash heap of dumpster fireness. Yeah, and, and there there are a lot of mock drafts that have kind of Joe Burrow obviously going one, and then Chase Young to two, and so there are a lot of mock drafts I've seen where Jeff Okuda goes to Detroit at three because they have a blaring need that cornerback with the impending departure of Darius Clay. So mm-hmm. I think these are going to be the top three players. I think just in terms of need, you want to look at the face of the future. You know, Matthew Stafford's been here, number one overall pick. At some point, you got to get the you know, guy waiting in the wings. you got to get the next man up. I think Joe Burrow, he's, if you give him weapons around him, he'll, he'll make two with what he has. I think this is, a, like you said, a kind of sit him for a year or two, let him learn the ropes, whatever, try him out a couple of games, just so he keeps the fan base up. And he's a name. Granted, he's not going to play in you know, his home state, but 
He's Detroit's close enough to Athens. Right. Five, four-hour drive. So it's going to be like, still relatively close to home. And I think, yeah, Detroit, they have a lot of glaring needs. At one point, I I was debating whether Detroit should go offensive line because they always find a way to need offensive linemen or some kind of defensive lineman. But I think the, the smart player play here would be for them to go to get a quarterback so they can figure out the quarterback for the future. And I think of the quarterback, I think because Joe Burrow is ready to play now and I think he'll fit better in that Matt Stafford backup role where you're not dealing with a scrambling kind of quarterback in 2-1 trying to game plan for him, I think it will be a lot easier for Joe Burrow to come in, plug and play, so he can kind of fill in nicely. In, in a perfect world, I could see that, but I'll be straight honest with you, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm real nervous because of how the organization is. And it could be good for a couple years, and then it falls apart. And I, I really think for him, for the best of his career, I think Cincinnati might be. I mean, I understand the Carson Palmer stuff, but look at look at Stafford's career in Detroit. I think he's probably one of the better quarterbacks that we've seen in the last 10 years. And his career has just been wasted. Just straight wasted there in Detroit. And it's just like, what is he? He only got one playoff appearance and he lost to the, what, the, the Saints? Yeah, and I mean, people are going to hold that over, but that yeah, I think that's a systemic. Like Detroit in the playoffs just doesn't really work out too well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got things going between Detroit. And you can even say the same thing about you know Joe Burrow being the heir apparent to Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Like Andy Dalton came in same year with AJ Green, and they've had their glimmers moments. Obviously, when they get to the playoffs, they've had a long losing streak. You know, Dante's perfect situations and all those dirty things. So I mean. Joe Burrow is going to have the evils regardless. And it's just a matter of does he want to play with a whole lot of pressure? Being three hours from home in this home state and everyone sees him as like the savior for this franchise? Or does he want to go out of state, you know, I'll be, you know, just a team up north and I stay up north and kind of have still have a lot of pressure being kind of the heir apparent, but not as many eyes on you because, you know, you're in Detroit. I, I, I really, I'm just going to be honest with you. I just think that I, I would say Cincinnati would be the better, better angle for him. I would just would see, just seeing Detroit in the last almost 30 years. I mean, look, look at the careers have been wasted in Detroit. Barry Sanders, Hall of Famer, Megatron, Charles Johnson. Wasted Hall of Famer. Matt Stafford, I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer, but a hell of a good quarterback. Career wasted. And I mean, you think about it, a receiver and a running back whose careers they were dominant and probably top two uh, at their position through the history of the league, especially Barry Sanders, just wasted in Detroit. I mean, it just got to the point where it was just like, either you're average or above average but most of the time you're below average in Detroit and I think as long as the Ford family owns that organization it, they they want to go by just like the Bears with the McCaskies you know 
as long as that Virginia's there running that organization, they're going to be stuck trying to go with some old formula that the NFL used to do to try to build teams in the 60s and 70s, and they're not trying to progress. And that's what I see with the Lions. They're, they're not a very progressive organization. But, I mean, like I said, it's the draft, and wish them the best of luck. I mean, you, basically you can go to one team that's just cheap and doesn't want to pay and live in mediocrity, or you got a team that just doesn't want to change and, and, and just stuck in their ways. I mean, which one is, I guess, the less of the nightmares? Well, I mean, to, just to be fair to give them that Cassie Lillard credit, they did trade off to get your current quarterback, so... No, shut up. Once again, some <laughs> stupidity. Traded up with the organization that ended up in the Super Bowl that lost. Traded up and missed, basically missed and whiffed on Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that's cool. A lot of teams whiffed on him. But then you also missed on Deshaun, you know, Watson as well. And And really, Mitch is the one that's holding you back. He's the one yeah, that's holding this organization back. Yeah, but Matt Nagy is a quarterback whisperer. You know, bring him in. He's in uh, withdrawal in North Carolina. Uh, you know, upside, uh, potential. I mean, granted, now there's conversations of whether the Bears should think about moving on from Trubisky, and that's a whole different conversation. You can only do so much as being the quarterback whisperer before, you know, the, the horse has got to listen. Sometimes... The horse just got to have the talent. I mean, you could be, like they said, you could be the horse whisperer, but if the horse just sucks, you can whisper all you want into it. It's not going to produce anything. And I just think that Trubisky's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's not a franchise-changing quarterback. I mean, I think he can start. He's a good fill-in quarterback. He's about as equivalent as probably a Trent Dilfer. Now, Trent Dilfer went on to win a Super Bowl, but he had an outstanding defense, and I think that's what Trubisky is. He's like a Trent Dilfer, but if you're going to have to win – you're gonna really gonna have to beef up some stuff on that team, so where he can just manage the game. And right now, that's has been his problem. He can't really be even a great game manager. That's his problem. Yeah, and honestly, kind of thinking about just kind of the upside and kind of this comparison that I think for Joe Burrow, I see him in that kind of middle of the pack. You know, Matt Ryan. Matthew Stafford, like I feel like that's going to be his upside. Uh, I, I think that's a little. I don't know if I would say that. I, don't I know. mean, just thinking about kind of how they were coming out of college. Like Matt Stafford was setting all kinds of SEC passing records. Mm-hmm. He was going to light up the league. Matt Stafford, granted, he was at Boston College or Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was at Boston, Boston College. college. Yeah. Like he wasn't as like a list, you know, prolific with his passing, but he was that prototypical that kind of looked like your you know, stereotypical white quarterback. Burrow can move a little bit. Right. I don't know how much moving he's going to do in the league when, you know, players are bigger, stronger, faster, and coming after that dome. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was just interesting to see kind of as we get close to the draft what some of these other experts see as going to be his comp or his potential comp. Yeah, that, that could be, but yeah, like I said, David, good job talking about the, the mock draft. I can't wait till we have it where you and Frank McShay are going tick for tack for the draft and then matching up to see if you guys were right in your mock draft to the real draft, which, by the way, I think the real draft is sometime in May, early May. Uh, but once again, good discussion here. If you missed this it's part of the segment of the show, you know we always got it on the podcast here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we're on SoundCloud and on iTunes. When we return... We'll talk a little, what, NBA All-Star Weekend? 
Yeah, quick winners and losers, and a little bit of surprises. Oh, he said all in the Chicago. Yeah, that it, actually, I think I thought that was probably one of the best All Star weekends. I'll put in my thoughts about it because kind of piggybacking from what we said earlier when we gave you the preview show. But anyway, you can also catch us on Twitter AFR Sports Show uh, as well. Um, but we'll be taking a quick commercial break. When we return, we're talking about the NBA All Star Weekend. 